I am very excited and delighted to tell you that your chronic illness ally is once again enrolling. If you're new around here, your chronic illness ally is the supportive home, the program, the community and the coaching space for you to learn how to reframe the role that your chronic illness plays in your life. It guides you off of that conveyor belt of constantly trying to fix and heal your chronic illness and teaches you how to tap into the wisdom of your body that's being communicated via your chronic illness so that you can channel it, channel that wisdom, channel that intelligence into living the big, beautiful life you dream about. If you enjoy this podcast, you will certainly love your chronic illness ally. There is a link to it in the show notes, but let me tell you, the funnest way to learn more about it is to do my quiz. And once you've done that, pop your email in at the end to learn more. And then sit back as I help you explore your unique support style, which will help you make an informed choice about whether your chronic illness ally is a hell yes fit for you. Oh, my friends, my friends. It feels like it's been far too long. Um, I miss you. I miss talking to you on my podcast. I am very, very slowly creating season five. And I think I'm making it too big of a thing (laughs) because there's a lot of procrastination going on. Um, So I need to have a word with myself. I need to have a look at what I've got going on in my head about that and just record some things. But maybe, in fact, part of that process is doing some bonus episodes. And yeah, there are always things that I think, oh, I really want to talk to you about that. Or I really want to record a podcast episode about that. And they end up in my notes file on my phone um, and, you know, remaining in my head. But actually, look, why not just press record? Why not just send you something? Why not just talk to you with you? So um, that's what I'm doing right now. And today is an episode all about pleasure. Today is an episode that has been inspired by somebody in my programme, Your Chronic Illness Ally. Um, One of the members in that asked me a question. I mean, this is like, I think meta is the saying, this is a very meta thing because they asked me a question about an email I sent them, um, you know, with some wasn't really a question maybe it was more reflections on what I'd said um and I'm now recording a podcast on that to answer it geez so um yeah the topic is pleasure pleasure as a pathway right and pleasure pleasure as a pathway to healing and um I first started thinking about this this is where it becomes even more meta I first started thinking about this when I was listening to um I want to call it the Wild Things podcast. I'm pretty sure it's called that. Um, I will link exactly what it's called in the show notes and get the name right later on in the in the episode. I'm sure, but um, yeah, the Wild Things podcast and um, there was an episode about pleasure as a pathway, and it got me thinking a lot about pleasure in the role of chronic illness, pleasure in the role of healing, Um, and as an extension of that ambition and inner desire and realizing your dreams and fun and joy and creativity all as a pathway all as a pathway to healing and 
the question or, or the reflection that was given to me by my lovely Your Chronic Illness Ally member um, was, I'm just going to read it actually, I've thought more about how pleasure is not so easy to find during flare-ups or low days, how it is so much easier to add pleasure when you have more energy to do things. Yes, there's pleasure in small things, blah, 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 but I've noticed that pleasure can be tricky to find when energy is low. You have to really make an effort to focus on it. And to me, to the person, it mostly means trying to find comfort when I'm not doing well, when they're not doing well. Um, that's actually a really key kind of sentence in that, in that. But I think it's actually really important that we explore this more. Um, first, first of all, first to say, I think it is really important that you don't need to do anything other than what your body is asking of you on those low flurry days, on those hard days. There is no, you know, you get to stop trying, you get to stop efforting, making an effort, you get to just be with what is real for you in that time. And, (laughs) and it is also really important that we question where that leaves us when those days, when those flare up low energy days take up the majority of your life. You know, if like me, you find yourself in a very long extended flare, um, I was in for years and actually the, you know, the periods of respite, the periods of feeling a bit better, of feeling able to access all these, you know, pleasure things, were very few and far between. So where does that leave you? Where does that leave us when those opportunities are few and far between? And that second point, that second question is when it becomes really, really important to not put pleasure or anything like ambition, dreams, blah, 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 on hold until you feel up to it, you know, for the thens and the whens, for the when you're healed or when you feel better or whatever, but it's so important to weave it in as a practice at a level that you have capacity for in any given moment. And that's kind of, you know, when I said about um, there being quite an important sentence in in the question or in the reflection, you know, you have to really make an effort to focus on it. And maybe you do, but also maybe it gets to be an easeful practice. Maybe it gets to be something that you can find a way to do that doesn't feel like a huge huge amount of effort or energy when you don't have it. And so, you know, how can you make it easy? How can you make it something that feels good and right to do? How can you find or identify pleasure in what you're already doing? And I think that that is where it is, right? That's where the key lies is how can you turn something normal into something pleasurable or how can you turn something interestingly I've been writing about this because as you will hear at the end of this episode I have created a quiz which I love and I'd love for you to do it um but something I've been talking about in kind of the follow-up emails to that quiz if you do so wish to sign up to my email list um, and get more information um, on the kind of quiz topic. Um, is I've lost my train of thought, but it's oh yeah, it's the um, how do you see everything you're doing 
in life as you know a step towards your bigger goals dreams ambitions how do you um not discount anything that happens you know whether it is lying and resting and and thinking oh that's kind of doesn't count as as time towards or as effort towards or a step towards steps towards my the vision that I actually have for my life right those are so that, that that those lying on the sofa days are just as important as the days where you're you know you're doing loads of action where you're taking loads of action sorry it's they're all part of the same picture and I think in that it's you know, how do you, it's not about finding the small things necessarily. It's not about, you know, finding pleasure in small things, which, yeah, maybe that seems a bit tedious. It's about realising that everything has the potential to be, to to have something pleasurable within it. It's about realising that, it's about, I think that keyword is identifying pleasure within the normal things that you're already doing. So you don't have to put that extra effort in, right? You don't have to um, expend loads of energy to find pleasure because that's kind of counterintuitive. But um, yeah, about that deep state of pleasure in all the things. And I was thinking of a few examples of things that I take great joy and pleasure in. And it's that kind of creamiest, perfect temperature, foamiest hot chocolate that's got just the right amount of chocolate in it it's the something for me I remember actually when my skin was was really fragile was I could only touch or wear things that were extremely soft material like like silk or very fine cotton and um I know I sound like you know a princess with that but um I or cashmere for that matter, actually, you know, these materials were really important for me to have and wear and live in because anything else felt painful to my skin um, and aggravated my skin. But, you know, when I, when I kind of put my fresh pillowcase on, my silk pillowcase, I put my fresh silk pillowcase on and touching that and allowing myself to revel in the feel of that silk or my pyjamas that I got were really really fine soft cotton very lightweight and it was that the softness and the lightweight you know and the and the breathability of those pajamas and you know and I'm talking about a state in which I was feeling so poorly and so low on energy and so as I say in this constant flare-up but I was still able and it was still important to me to find pleasure in the small things it's that grease that coats your lips you know after eating something deliciously naturally fatty or the bowl that I'm talking loads about food here but as I always do but the bowl you you choose to put your noodles or your ramen in or whatever it may be you know like what look around you look around the room that you're in or the outside that you're in and go deeply into the things you're looking at you know the the leaves on the plants and look at the the textures available and that's pleasurable to the eye you know just allow yourself to luxuriate in whatever is around you finding identifying that pleasure in the normal things um and of course that you know even that requires a bit of mental effort 
but it's not it's not trying to do a whole new thing it's working with what you've already got working with what is already there in front of you now why is this important right why why is experiencing pleasure important to us and at a very fundamental level right the experience of pleasure is associated with oxytocin and dopamine and there are plenty of reasons that 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 experience helps us um and it's interesting that that that's kind of a qualifier because i think when we're looking at healing things or whatever we we look to justify what we're doing with science or we look to justify what we're doing with research or or you know backed up by peer reviews or whatever it might be you know it's and then it's kind of like oh okay then you know I can do it or I should do it you know even worse I I should do this thing because I've been told it's good for me um and it's important to to understand why these things are good for us but I don't think that can be the reason that drives us forward um and this also kind of brings in a bit of a side note about quick fire or quick release pleasure you know having its place but actually that kind of saccharine sweet hit not being the only can't be the only pleasure we rely on you know in fact actually that that very I'm thinking about all the places that you might find pleasure or that one might find pleasure that give that kind of quick hit and that's in in things like the dopamine hits we get from you know scrolling social media or um those yeah watching tv programs or eating um high sugary foods or you know they all have their place like let's not discount that but um it's it doesn't last it doesn't really feel that good or last that long and it doesn't really sink in and it doesn't then it doesn't really help us move towards anything in terms of you know how we want to feel and how we want to be and um anything like that so yeah I think more than that more than this kind of fundamental level of you know the reason why we should be looking to experience pleasure or whatever um actually more than that the basic maybe scientifically justified reasons for weaving weaving pleasure into our lives that those things you know that can can become those tick boxes those tick box exercises for healing pleasure is a basic human right right let's not forget that let's not forget that joy and happiness and pleasure are basic human rights and we need to stand up for our right to feel feel pleasure and joy and happiness and our we need to stand up for our right to have a vision of our lives and want to work towards that and we can't put ourselves this is kind of like coming back you know coming back to the why we cannot put ourselves in the camp of only believing we're allowed to access pleasure or only believing we can access pleasure when we feel better or when we feel up to it i read something on instagram the other day and it said how can we access pleasure and joy and liberation if we're too tired to experience it it was posted by the nap ministry which is nap ministry let's enunciate (laughs) Um, an account i love um and it was an excerpt from their podcast with for the wild which by the way is the thing that i was trying to remember earlier at the very beginning of this episode so the podcast is called for the wild and i've referenced it twice for two different episodes um i haven't yet listened to the full episode and i need to and i want to so i might be taking this out of context but i challenge this right i challenge 
this kind of you know how can we if we're too tired to experience it because we must because we need to because being tired and experiencing pleasure aren't mutually exclusive they can coexist and I think this is what it all comes down to right this idea that our pain our discomfort our tiredness our whatever gets to coexist with pleasure and joy and ambition and dreams and desires and all of that good stuff and more than that all of that good stuff is a pathway right it's not a once we are there then we can experience it is a this is how we get there it needs to become as i said you know identifying pleasure in all of the, all of these normal things pleasure and joy needs to become or needs to you know be a part of the rest the calm the peace that we also deeply need accessing pleasure gets to be and needs to be a choice and so what do we need to tune into to access it it's this kind of you know slowing down and you know when you <laughs> you've recorded something uh, a video on your phone for example and uh you might want to like edit it or clip it or whatever before sharing it with somebody and you can expand that video you can you can take your two fingers and um outward pinch i'm doing the motion right now but and all of a sudden this kind of these frames get get spaced out and they get elongated so that you can go in and the exact right moment you want to go in to make an edit um i don't know if this is you know landing with you but in your head but it's that spacing out the frames of your life you know slowing everything down so that you can interject at any point and say i want to insert some pleasure here i want to identify or experience or or bring out like yeah tease out some pleasure out of this moment um that deliberate action that intention the my friend used a word the other day and i can't stop using it you know luxuriating in it reveling in it if it's that creamy hot chocolate you know don't kind of go oh yeah that's nice woo pleasure be you know break it down and maybe this seems tedious to someone else but to me you know breaking that down and and tasting the notes feeling the texture pleasure as a practice joy as a practice ambition as a practice and when it comes to you know what is winning out pleasure or your exhaustion in that kind of coexisting cohabiting environment is it pleasure or exhaustion that's winning out or pain or joy or discomfort or happiness you know what happens to that balance when we when we do allow those things to coexist and i think this this pulls on or draws on being able to sit with the things being able to be with the things no matter what they are you know being able to be with the pain and allowing it to be there and i was actually practicing this this morning when i was lying awake with you know 4am or whatever with pretty intense period cramps and it was one of those you know testing my own theories on the job type thing and what i settled on as i was kind of going through different things in my head and breathing and and exploring the pain and you know all the kind of things that i i weave into my work 
actually the thing that I settled on this morning was I accept my pain as it is now. I allow it to be here and I allow myself to experience it. And, you know, with pain, we kind of resist against it. We tense up against it and almost as if to like, you know, squeeze really tight and not let it in and not let it break the barrier. But it's almost by doing that, we're just holding it more tightly within us and and allowing myself to experience it and allowing it to be there. You know, of course, it didn't just melt and disappear away, but it did ease up. It did. Some movement was brought back to it. And it was in that kind of movement, allowing that pain to flow a bit more and in that easing up that other things were allowed to come into the picture. Again, I could access bits of pleasure. Again, I could access, you know, listening to the birds starting to sing in the morning or again, that feeling of the sheets against my skin and it was allowing it all to be there that made that possible. To, you know, conclude everything, we need to we need to allow ourselves to access pleasure and joy and everything else because we deserve to and not once we're ready but at any point in our lives and we do that by allowing our whole experience to exist to be there in allowing ourselves to be with our whole experience um so yeah anyway i hope that's been helpful and i am going to come back with something else at some point soon so i look forward to speaking to you then lots of love bringing on board the right kind of support can be the missing piece of the puzzle that so many of us don't realize we actually need what would you do if you had the most epic support squad by your side what would that unleash in you and what would it make possible for you in your life if you're wondering how to start figuring that out if you've got no idea where to start i've got the perfect thing for you my quiz are you more Michelle, Gaga or Mindy? And what would their support squad unleash in you is now live. You can find the link to it in the show notes and in the bio. Don't wait another moment. Hop on over to the quiz to find out who you're channeling now.